0: Plant City, WLCC, Brandon.
1: Faith Talk Tampa, online at Letstalkfaith.com. Download the Faith Talk Tampa app.
0: Up next is Fresh Wind Radio, sponsored by Love First Christian Center. This program is pre-recorded.
1: It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. Every now and then, sometimes we don't know what's on the inside of us until we're in a battle. Sometimes you don't know what God put in you until you're in a fight. And sometimes God has to allow a fight so you can see what's on the inside of you. And God forced a fight on Jacob to see, has he changed? Is he going to take the easy way out? Is he going to quit or is he going to fight? And every now and then, God wants to see, will you put up a fight? it says a man, okay? So if we're in this fight and in the middle of the fight, uh, God touches my hip and it goes out of socket. The question I have to ask you is, if God can dislocate his hip in the beginning of the fight, why would God even allow him to fight? Now, we, we got to work this out. If, if the Bible says that Jacob uh, got into a fight and the man attacked him, And he wrestled with him. If God could win the fight from the beginning, why would God even get in the fight? Now, I sat here and pondered this. I believe that God wanted to see what fight Jacob had. See, Jacob had always took the easy way out. He was a conniver, a trickster. What God wanted to see is, I'm going to fight you to see if you're going to fight back. Every now and then, sometimes we don't know what's on the inside of us until we're in a battle. Sometimes you don't know what God put in you until you're in a fight. And sometimes God has to allow a fight so you can see what's on the inside of you. And God forced a fight on Jacob to see, has he changed? Is he going to take the easy way out? Is he going to quit or is he going to fight? And every now and then, God wants to see, will you put up a fight? Jacob had got to the place in his life where he was frustrated and sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I have learned in my life, oftentimes, change doesn't come till pain sets in. Yeah, you know it's wrong and you know you shouldn't do it, but until you're hurt enough, you don't change. Believers, God wants you to fight for the best name. Let let go of your past and step into your future. It's going to be a fight, but you can win your fight. My God, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As I look at this story, y'all, The Bible says God touches his hip and dislocates it. Man, man, man. I learned from this, in this verse we see, winning was not declaring victory, but not quitting. Hmm. Acts 14.22 says this, strengthening and establishing the hearts of the disciples, encouraging them, to remain firm in the faith, saying it's through many tribulations and hardships that we must enter the kingdom. There is no back door. You're going to go through some things. John sixteen thirty three says, In this life you will have tribulation, but understand, be of good cheer, for I have already overcome the world. James 1 says, Count it all joy. For when you fall in various trials and temptations, for the testing of your faith produces patience. Romans 8.37 says, we are more than conquerors. Through Christ Jesus who strengthens us, you're going to be in a fight. Genesis 32.26 says this, then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Now, God is telling him daybreak is coming to see if daybreak or the responsibility of work will get him off this fight. (laughs) He's trying to get him distracted to see that if I tell him daybreak is coming, will he let me go? Jacob's faith triumphed. Jacob continued wrestling match all night to be blessed. He was persistent. God encourages persistence in all areas of our lives. Where is your spiritual persistence? Where is your fight? Strong character develops as you struggle through t- tough conditions. Pressure creates diamond or bust a pipe. It's all based on what's made on the inside of you. Jacob fought like he fought. Like he had a word. Now, this, this broke this down. Now, I'm, I'm going to take you all back. Now, now we have to wonder, if Jacob is fighting with God, why won't he quit? Well, I realized when I went back and studied Genesis chapter 28. In Genesis chapter 28, he had an a, a encounter with God that shifted his mindset. I'm going to read it. Genesis chapter 28 says this. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from earth to heaven. He saw the angels of God going up and going down like a stairwell. That's your prayer life, by the way. The angel's going up and down. That's your prayer life. Your prayer's going up, answer's coming down. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, here it is, y'all. I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather, Abraham, the God of your father, Isaac. The ground you're lying on belongs to you. Okay, stop right there. So now, God is telling him what his property is. See, we often don't fight for what's ours because we don't know it's ours. But once you know something's yours, you you fight differently. Okay, first point. All right. He says, I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out all directions from the west, to east, the north, and south. All the families of earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go. One day, here it is, here it is, here's the promise. One day, I'll bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I promised. Now, what he's saying, the reason why Jacob fought like he fought, he got a promise from God. And believers, when you have a promise from God, you don't let go until you get your blessing. See, I don't quit. It's only a matter of time before I win. You got to make up in your mind if God has called you to something, you don't let go until you receive what God's called you to. See, what happened was Jacob had a word from God, and when you get a word from God, you change the way you fight. Because if you know God before you, it don't matter who against you. Because understand, when I am in the will of God, when I am in the will of God, I am in the majority. So Jacob got a word. He says, Lord, you told me I'm coming back. You told me it's mine. So I don't care who I have to fight with. I know in the end I win. If you study it out, uh, Jacob made a a pillar and an altar there and he says, for the rest of my life, I'm going to give God a tenth because he revealed himself to me. Believers, when you get a word from God, you fight like you never fought before. Because you understand the battle's already over. You already have the victory. It's just a moment of time before you see your victory. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So Jacob fought like that because God had told him, hallelujah, that it was his. Jacob was not going to miss his blessing because of a fight. God already told him he'd bring him back. Quote, here it is, good one for me. God never tells us what we have to go through, but he lets us know we're going to get through. <laughs> God will not tell you exactly what you got to go through. He just lets you know you won't get through. Pastor, give me an example. When we think about the life of Joseph, the Bible says he was thrown in a pit because of his brothers, because they were afraid of his vision. Now, Why did God only show Joseph the vision of the family bowing down to him, but never showed him the pit he was going to go through? Oftentimes, God can't show you what you got to go through because you wouldn't go. If God showed you everything you had to go through to get where he's called you to, many of us would check out and say, no, thank you. So what God does, God gives you a vision of the end to get you to go through what you got to go through. My God, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Genesis 32, 27 says this. Then after the the fight is over, he says this. What is your name? The man asks. He replied, Jacob. Now, if God is fighting with him, the Bible calls him God or man, uh, but uh, we, we believe it's God. Question I have to ask you is doesn't he already know his name? Why would God ask him his name if he didn't know his name? Well, I believe God was asking his name so that he can reveal his character. Biblical names were connected to your character. So he says this, my name is Jacob. That means I'm a liar, trickster, swindler, and a manipulator. (laughs) Some of us, You've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview, Florida. I'll be back in just a moment with fresh perspective from God's never-changing Word. Hey, radio audience. Pastor Jomo here. I want to first thank you for your faithfulness in listening to our program over the years. We couldn't do it without you. I wanted to come to you personally today to ask you to assist us in a kingdom project. We are expanding our campus with an emphasis on the next generation. We are quadrupling the size of our children's ministry and our teen ministry, and we are looking for a partnership from our faithful listeners. Jesus said to Peter in John 21, If you love me, feed my sheep. The world is not going to invest in our young people to hear about Jesus. If you feel led to assist us in this kingdom project, go to our website, lfcc.tv forward slash big give. lfcc.tv forward slash big give and give as the Lord leads you. Thank you. And remember this, it's only what we do for Christ that will last. God bless you. People often wonder if God still speaks and the answer is yes. The real question is, Have we tuned in to listen? God has not changed, and him wanting to communicate with us has not changed either. Just like he spoke with Adam, God wants to speak with you. Imagine God giving you insight on the direction you need to take in life. In my new book, How to Hear God, He Still Speaks, I'll give you the keys to hearing God's voice. Go to my website, jomocousins.com, again, jomocousins.com, and grab your copy. God bless. Now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Just on Sundays, we dress it up a little bit better. 2 Corinthians five seventeen says this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things passed away. Behold, all things are new. Let me help you. Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. God's arms are not so short, he cannot reach you. And his ears are not so dull, he cannot hear you. Back in Genesis chapter 32, verse 28, it says this. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. For now you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Now, whew. but he, his hip is displaced. He's going to walk away with a limp, but God said he won. Now, see, see, see this is something that discombobulates me because if I won, I want to act like I won and walk like I won, but yet and still he says, you won because you fought. Even though he walked differently and had a limp, He won with God because he put up a fight. Wow. So God gave him a new name. He went from Jacob, meaning trickster, to Israel, meaning king. So he has a transition, glory, ruler, based on him willing to fight. I'm telling you, believers, God has a new name for you. But you got to be willing to fight your old nature to be the new person. See, what we have to realize, we are in the face fight. That old man is fighting you, and you got to kill that situation so God can give you a new name. See, after he won his fight, God said, now nah, I can give you a new name. Because with a new name, your destiny has changed. But it came after a fight. Believers, fights proceed promotion. There is no easy way to the anointing. It comes through crushing. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your name will change when your character changes. Your character is displayed in the midst of trials. The storms of life come to all of us, and your storm will reveal your true character. Your name is what people call you. Your character is what God names you. I'm going to say that again. Your name is what people call you. Your character is what God knows you as. Things change after you have an encounter with God. Number one, you walk differently. The Bible says that his hip was his place, praise God. So now he walked with a limp to God be the glory. Number two, his name changed. He went from Jacob to Israel, praise God. Number three, his purpose was revealed. God told him who he was. See, when you have an encounter with God, you cannot be who you used to be. Something has to change, because he is the real transformer. And number four, fear left him. Why? Perfect love casts out our fear, and when you realize that God's called you to something, and God before you fear leaves you i got wisdom i got wisdom keys right now too number 1 number 1 we are in a faith fight don't be fooled don't be tricked you are in a faith fight second timothy says this verse 6 as for me my life has already been poured out as an offering to God the time of my death is near i have fought the good fight i have finished the race i have remained faithful And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. You're in a faith fight. Why does the enemy attack your faith? The Bible says it's by faith that we receive the promises of God. The mountains move by faith. So the enemy attacks your faith because faith is the access point to all that God has for you. All the promises of God are received by faith. Hebrews eleven six 6 tells us this. For it is impossible to please God without faith. For those who come to God must first believe that he exists and believe that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Number two, number two, we must be persistent. This is Luke 18 and 1. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city. He neither feared God nor the people. A widow of the city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman. See, see, there's something about a woman, my God. Anyway, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Brothers, don't say nothing right now in the house. Don't say nothing. Just just, just look at the camera. Don't say a word right now. Praise God. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. (laughs) Even he rendered a decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting it off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when, oh, here it is, here it is. But when the Son of Man returns, how many... Will he find on the earth who still have faith? He is saying, when Jesus come back, will I have anybody with crazy, radical, stupid faith? Oh, why? Because see, what happens in life when you go through trials and tribulations and failures, all of a sudden, your dream begins to shrink because you believe just because it hasn't happened yet that God can't do it. I'm looking for some believers who believe that God can still do it. I want you to know that God is still a healer. He's still a restorer. He's still a redeemer. He's still a blind eye opener. He can still do it, but you have to have faith. He says, when I come back, will there be anybody who still has faith? The Bible says if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you will speak to this mountain, and this mountain shall be removed. Lord, I thank you right now for mountain-moving faith. Right as you watch me, pull down, pull it down. I need mountain-moving faith. Yoke destroying faith, blind eyes opening faith, the faith, the faith, the faith. Lord, I thank you for it now. I close with this, y'all. Praise the Lord. My shovel, praise God, it hasn't put too much work in yet, praise the Lord, but it does a little bit of work. But anyway, I was reading a story about a farmer who's actually digging a, a huge pit. In the midst of it, uh, one of his animals fell in the pit. It was a donkey. And they loved the donkey, but they tried and tried and tried to get the donkey out of the pit, but they could not get the donkey out of the pit. And he wanted to do the humane thing for the donkey. She said, listen, we can't get him out. Let's just, let's just put him out of his misery. So the, 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 they took some dirt and they threw it on the donkey. To their surprise... The the dirt hit the donkey, and the donkey shook his shoulder and stepped on the dirt. And the more dirt they threw on the donkey, the more the donkey shook his shoulder and stepped on the dirt. Before you know it, they realized the donkey figured out what they meant to kill him was just going to be a stepping stone in life. Believers, there may be people in this season— who may be throwing dirt on your grave and saying that you're over with, the business is done, you can't do it, your job is gone. But I'm telling you, believers, everything they throw on you, shake it off and step on it. Because understand this, believers, you have to realize sometimes you got to be your allow your haters to be your motivators. Let the negative fuel you. Understand manure is just fuel. You gotta let the stuff people throw at you, push you into your destiny. For the Bible says, it's the word. For he prepares a table in the presence of your enemies. Haters got to be close so they can see God do it for you. Believers, is there anything too hard for God? So whatever they're throwing at you, dust your shoulders off and step on it. And step right out of that situation by the grace of God. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I tell you today, change begins with you. If you want something different, you got to do something different. For if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. You are the star of your life. If you want something different, do something different. Some of you here today don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. John 14 and 6 says, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. No one comes to the Father but through the Son. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and all have fallen short of glory. None of us are perfect. Romans 10, 9 says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Believers, now is the time. Now is the season. Some of you are out there in a back condition, you know what to do, but you're not doing what you know. Believers, change begins with you. And some of you are looking for home church. Listen, I'm not a perfect man or a perfect pastor, and this is not a perfect church. But we serve a perfect God who helps imperfect people. And if you want something different, let today be the day. Will you pray with me? Repeat that to me. Father God, I thank you for your son Jesus who died for me and rose for me that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus, we surrender all. Holy Spirit, come into our life. Guide us, lead us, and fill us. We thank you, Father, It we'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Now, if you said a prayer with me, I want to know for real. Send me an email, lfcc.tv forward slash pray. Again, lfcc.tv forward slash pray. I want to know. And if you need prayer, you can do the same, lfcc.tv forward slash pray.